All right, Nathan, let's, uh, let's talk about the spirit, I guess. Yes, I'd say skid- 23 Skidoo, let's get to her. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so anyway, um, do you get your uh, you get your notes already? Your haiku? Oh boy, howdy, they're right here all ready to go. I'll tell you what, this movie was real pocketful of mania, if you ask me. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know what you're doing right now, but... Uh, what are you talking about? Anyway. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm going along with the slang at the time. You gotta get with the kid? You gonna talk like this? You gonna talk like some jamook? Okay, so Nathan, we have we you can't do that for for ninety minutes. I mean, we have a we have a guest. What are you talking about? I'm doing it all day. I talk this all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, thankfully our guest is here now. Katie, please bring some sense of normalcy to this whatever's going on right now. You dumb mug, get your mitts off the marbles before I stuff that mud pipe down your mush and tell your mold to hand over the mazuma. See, she gets it. What is going on? What are you talking about? This is how we everybody talks. Don't you know that, Brendan? Come on, get your head examined. I, I, Katie, guys, this is a... Come on, Brandon, the sucker with the schnozzle poured a slug, but before he could scam out two schmoozes, showed him the shiv and said that they could send him over. That's right. She knows what the story is. You want to get your head fixed there, mush face. I don't know how much more of this I can take. It's going to be okay. Okay, guys, the bit's over. It's funny. Ha ha ha. Okay, let's talk about the movie. I don't know this bit you're talking about, kids. You're, you're the only bit here. Zero, you and your two-bit mustache. I jammed the Roscoe in his button and said, close your yap, Bo, or I squirt metal. That's right. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We're just going to start the show. We're just going to start the show. We're just going to start the show, see? No, what have you done? Now you're on the trolley, kid. You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What will they think? Welcome, everyone. What were they thinking? Podcast. Comedy. Yeah, see? Yeah, oh, that's movies. the kind of podcast no, we're that's, doing. No, no, oh, okay. no, that's the end. The end. <laughs> the end of that. Um, I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. See? This is a podcast about bad to questionable movies. This is a Patreon pick episode, uh, Nathan. This is from both our, is what this is. Our, uh, our newest Patreon, Adam Jerez. Uh, he gave us... He, now, he was going to give us... The love guru. So I think we, I think Oof. we lucked out. I, yeah, uh, I, I think we. Again, I, I feel like this is a whole, you know, Avatar, Last Airbender type situation. I feel that we would have been losing either way. True. But joining us, first time guest, please welcome Toronto's own Katie Ullman. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. This is going to be fun. It's already. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you had messaged me. You said, I want to talk about my favorite movie, uh, 2008's The Spirit, directed by Frank Miller. That's how you said it. <laughs> it's uh, it's one that I've always wanted to talk about on a podcast. And I said, OK, calm down. Let's we'll, we'll do that. It's fine. <laughs> if that was a legitimate thing, that she's either an alien or an escaped mental patient. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Yeah, there you go. Um, the spirit. I had anybody heard of this movie? Cause I had, no. Okay. Oh I yes, had, yes I had because it was it was supposed to be this glorious follow up to Sin City, kind of rebirthing that whole noir genre. Yeah. And uh, they were like, 
here's what we'll do. See, we'll get uh, Frank Miller to direct it because you know what? He wrote Sin City and uh, that turned out with big gangbusters. So we're going to have him direct this thing, too. And uh, they realized that he did not direct it by himself. So <laughs> did not did Sin City. So well, that no, did he not wrote work it. out as well. He, he wrote the source wrote material yeah. for Sin City. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he can, he can write some noir and do some fantastic comic books. Um, directing, eh, not so much. Not, not so much. Yeah, I just remember they, they announced this movie and there was like a small trailer. And then I think it was out for like a week wherever it was living at the time. Mm. Like it just disappeared from theaters. Yeah, it didn't um, do very well. <laughs> does anybody want to take a guess? Before we get into this, does anybody want to take a guess at how much this movie cost to make? Sam Jackson, ScarJo, Eva Mendes. Um, <laughs> let's see, who else am I missing in this? Gabriel Bacht, whoever that is. <laughs> Mr. Arnold uh, from The Wonder Years. Um, so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. 175 million dollars to make okay katie do you have a guess i don't know yeah 150 wow okay 60 million wow really kind of overshot that one didn't i (laughs) yeah 60 million dollars um unfortunately it made 39 million so not a hit (laughs) not a hit at all (laughs) um again it was in theaters for a week here so that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into this movie, The Spirit, because we start with a very appropriate way, I think, as just a flat line. There's just a flat line across the screen and uh, and and a very confusing opening because we see, like, I guess what's supposed to be Death, who makes, like, a bunch of appearances in this movie. Yeah, Her name is, like... Supposed to be the angel of death, I think. Or a Lee or something. And then I thought for a second, because we start off with her saying, like, you know, come towards me, come towards me. And then you hear a phone ringing, and then she's like, oh, never mind. And I thought she was just going to be like, pick up the phone and be like, sorry, we'll have to do this later. <laughs> it's an odd way to start this movie. What, let's, before you even get to unpacking, what era is this supposed to be set in? Because it, it reminded me of like the aesthetic of Batman the Animated Series, where ev- all the cars and buildings and people, their dress was all old timey, but there was like modern things. <laughs> yeah, like I think cell phones and uh, EKG machines. <laughs> well, and I'm pretty sure a laptop at some point, like. Mm-hmm. It's like a 40s movie, but with like current cloning. technology. Yeah, cloning. Yeah. And all the stuff with the labs. Yeah, it's like futuristic meets the past. Interesting. It was, I guess it's any time. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It's like I live in this city where like the only thing that hasn't uh, changed with the times is like everyone's personalities and the way they dress. Oh, and the way they talk because and it the way is they- filled with a lot of gangster slang. Mm-hmm. It does feel like a. It, it was so jarring though when you first see like a phone show up, like a cell phone show up in like a movie that looks like it's from the 30s. It's yeah. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> what era are we in? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Frank Miller was just worried about doing like a a, a just period specific piece because yeah. the the comic that this is based on is is an older comic. He didn't so. want to. He didn't want it to age poorly. He wanted to make sure everyone knew. <laughs> There were uh, cell phones and laptops at the time. <sighs> um, 
The Spirit is played by Gabriel Mocto. You actually said, Katie, you do know him from something else? Yeah, he's in Suits. Oh. He plays Ruby Spectre, one of the main characters. Okay. Very talented guy. I like him. Okay. I mean, this isn't really the best example of anybody's acting. Nobody's. Work. Nope. But he's a solid. <laughs> the cast is solid. Like, we know it's not the actors that are the I problem. think, actually, the only person that I, I really legitimately enjoyed what they were doing and every and the steps they were taking was the commissioner because i i felt that he was on board with the camp noir thing that was going on everybody else that was doing it it seemed really forced and hard for them to do it although i also liked sarah paulson as the doctor i didn't hate her yeah no she's 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 good yeah, I thought she was solid. Nobody, yeah, like you said though, like nobody in this movie's bad. If if the acting comes off weird, it's probably it's more on the, the side of. <laughs> yeah, and more on the side of also, you know, you have a guy like Frank Miller who doesn't really direct alone very often <laughs> or ever. Uh, I don't think he directed anything after this, which is a shocker. Um, but I think you can really, I, I really identified with this spirit character right away because he loves cats. And I was very happy about that. He just, there were a lot of good shots of cats in this film. <laughs> there were a lot of good shots. Yeah, I think for the cat so shots, what, the 10 who out they, of What Frank Miller should have uh, directed was a talking cat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Catwoman. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, because he, he, he uh, as you guys said, he shot the, the cat uh very well like every time that cat was on screen i was like man this this cat's the star of this thing Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 a stealth feline vehicle (laughs) i do like that the first shot we we see the spirit the the spirit again uh the guy from suits um and i guess it's an apartment but it looks just kind of like a big empty room with like three cats and a cat house in the middle of it (laughs) like a phone on one side like it's a really i don't think he's moved all his furniture in yet like it's a pretty empty space well, I mean, he's min- living the minimalist lifestyle or yeah. death style because he's well. We'll Spoiler get into that. Alert. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, he also does a lot of so he gets a call about and we, we hear that the octopus is on the prowl and we know of course <laughs> the octopus we'll talk about later, uh, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Um, but the spirit is like <laughs> he has to make his way downtown. I gotta say, there's nobody on the streets. There's nobody out. Like, there's zero extras. He does a lot of unnecessary, like jumping over gates and like parkour and stuff. Like, just just walk, drive there. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, obviously they want to go for that kind of Batman feel, leaping yeah. from rooftop city to you know the city. Uh, Frank Miller did direct something else after this, and that was Frank Miller's Sin City: A Dame to Kill For. Oh, the worst Sin City. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. When he's at the beginning, there's like this monologue or something going on where he's talking about her and he's like, she's oh. this, she's that, she needs me, she's my love, my life, and I am her spirit. Mm-hmm. Is he talking about Eva Mendez or is he talking about death? He's talking about the city. Yeah, he's doing a weird uh, monologue about the city. Yeah, oh, I, as I dubbed it, the uh, mumble log, because it was very difficult to understand at points. Okay, I agree. I couldn't understand it, and I was super confused. So thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Which, to make it weirder, he later does another city monologue where he compares the city to his mother. 
So <laughs> I was a bit thrown so, off by that. So not not only not only is, not only is he in love with the city, he has an edible complex. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is like they didn't explore that plot line. I think that might be in the sequel, guys. The Spirit <laughs> Two coming soon. Um, but yeah, he's he's jumping around the city, um, and also like a mask where anybody would know who he was. Like that does Where not is hide Converse? Like <laughs> they do gone. know, and they do know who he is. Yeah, we know right away. But like, yeah. but like other characters don't. Yeah. yeah in fact, like, the only the only person before. who's in uh, at at the beginning, anyways, the only person who's in on his uh, secret identity is uh, the commissioner. Yeah. People who have known him for like ten years are like, who is that masked man? And he literally <laughs> just has like a and Lone I, Ranger mask. And yep. I was like, if coronavirus has taught us anything, it's like you can recognize someone in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and if you he can needs recognize to smile someone, with his eyes more often, that's really what he needs to do. <laughs> and if you can recognize someone in a face mask, I mean, literally, it's just over his eyes. Um, he starts off by saving a girl and I thought this was going to be important. It really isn't. It's just to show him like doing his thing. Um, he saves a girl and he gets stabbed and he, he doesn't really, it doesn't really affect him, which we later learn out. He's immortal kind of sort of like where she asks him, what are you? And he like, he looks like he's just going to say the spirit and he's kind of looks off. And I was like, line, line, Frank, (laughs) who am I? Who should I be telling her? Frank, who am I supposed to be in this? The, the best crow? part Am I of the crow? I'm on the crow, right? The best part of that bit, though, is that he saves her from like some thugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when she asks him who he is, it's all he like throws the knife, he throws a knife in front of her, and she like gets distracted by it. And then he, you can see in the background he just like quickly Tips runs away. away. <laughs> I thought she did know who she, he was, but she doesn't. I don't yeah. think so. Oh. But it, it's weird too because like sometimes. There's some scenes where he goes and like everybody's like, oh my god, it's him! Like, yeah, he and seems then some, famous. Yeah, he's famous, and then in scenes where he can't be, people don't know who he is. Well, I think they know him as the spirit, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. like if we were watching like say a, a a Batman movie where it's well established that Batman's been on the on the patrol in Gotham for years, people would see him. It's like, oh, it's the Batman. So if they saw him, he'd be oh, she knew he's the spirit, but she doesn't know who the spirit yeah. is. And I'm just going to say one positive thing. <laughs> Go for other, it. Uh, other than the cat, I liked the cat as well in the opening, but I don't hate, like, the style of, like, there was really, like, a lot of black and white in his red tie, and the opening bit, like, I wasn't, I wasn't hating it yet. Like, it was a little, I was a little confused, but it, for, like, on a style perspective, they made some choices, and it was, it was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think the first time I'd heard somebody use the term stylized fever dream uh, was when they were talking about this movie. Interesting. It it looks really cool uh, because obviously he's trying to recreate the aesthetic from Sin City. Yeah. But uh, it's in uh, visually, it's it's definitely interesting. But I I just think like a lot of like the dialogue uh, and the execution for some of the scenes is not not really the best. I do think as we get further into this movie, the visuals get a little out of hand, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Eva Mendez pops out like the lady in the water. and she, With a gun? And, with a gun. And just, that guy. Well, we think she does. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And, okay, so she rises up out of the water. Like, she's like coming up out of the water standing. 
And then we find that, you know, she is there's no possible way that she could have been standing in that water because she uh, dies down into the murky deep shortly afterwards. That's true. (laughs) Think of the logistics of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I also was. How cold do you think the actors were in the water? That's all I could think about was, oh, my God, how cold. (laughs) Yeah. Frank Miller's like, all right, uh, take 22. We're almost done. Come on, guys. <laughs> Look, guys, uh, Eva lost a toe. We need to wrap this up. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, we so we think she shot someone. Um, meanwhile, the the, sp- uh, the spirit and uh, the spirit arrives at the scene, and uh, we get a little bit where he can hear like the angel of death again or whatever that is supposed to be. They might have been all right as far as temperature wise go because this was filmed in New Mexico. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Frank Miller, good job. <laughs> good sc- good location scout. So, yeah, again, uh, they, they find uh, the, the bot or the guy that we think that Eva Mendez shot, but then we qu- quickly do the flashback and we find out that he was actually shot about 800 times by the octopus, played by Samuel L. Jackson. And we who... see his teeth. Is what? There's like, before we see him, we just see teeth. There's just like a real extreme close-up of teeth. And I was like, what the heck? And then it's the octopus. <laughs> I don't understand the octopus name either. Like, I I really thought tentacles were going to come out at some point. Like, but again, it's 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 based on an old comic, right? I mean, if you think back to some of the some of the villains that are in like the rogues gallery for like Batman and Spider Man that don't get used anymore, they are just ridiculous. Yeah. And so, I mean, it would, it would stand to reason that a, a villain would have the name of the octopus. Now, and I know, I think at this time I'll just mention, because I know we were talking about like, you know, one or two actors here and there that are actually doing a pretty good job with the material. I know he's making an absolute feast out of this movie, but I can't, I can't help but be entertained by Samuel L. Jackson in this movie because he's just <laughs> insane, unhinged, like just doing whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, he is totally out there. He's actually like, he's pretty, like he's good. I mean, he's just solid crazy like it's bad but it's still good like his his performance it's like uh, what nathan you said uh before we uh recorded you said it's kind of like he was like you know what i don't care this movie sucks i'm just gonna do what i want <laughs> yeah the question is do you think the actors knew it was shit while they were making it <laughs> i see that's the thing there's there's part of me that says this yes because there are times when you can see them kind of disinterested but then Sam Jackson is never disinterested. He is going full bore the entire time, which is kind of a breath of fresh air in this thing. Oh yeah, well that's what I mean. Like there's at least some life in his performance. Like yeah, um, not saying that the other actors are bad, but I'm just saying that he is just given it. Like <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him phone it in in a movie. Five, he needs to be off uh, five hours early for golf, though. Apparently, that's in his contract for every movie he does. He needs to be off at a certain time to go golf. Apparently, Joe, Joe Pesci was the same. He wouldn't come in until a certain time because he had to golf before work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they never they never cross paths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Eva Mendes, but uh, at the so while we see all that, Eva Mendes does manage to escape, and we see these two like giant boxes that she manages to uh, take one of them anyway. One of them falls, unfortunately. And then she makes her way out with her uh, her partner, who's in like full scuba gear, and she says the line to him, "Shut up and bleed," <laughs> as he's been shot by the octopus as well. Yeah. Um. 
Octopus takes the other box and then has like a really, really long fight scene with the spear, like really long. Yeah. Which at, at first you're, you're like, you're at some point you're like, okay, this is getting a little out of hand until we come to find out that it's actually a thing with them. Apparently. Yeah. That they're both like, and they're both like basically immortal because yes. he's hitting him on the head with like a cinder block, and I'm like, what? Why oh, yeah, is he, he just, just he getting just up? Biffed him with a rock at one point. I was like, that's the best. This is, these are my notes on this. <laughs> Octopus beats the spirit. Spirit knocks him out until he doesn't. Spirit wins. How can he punch him that much? It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the referee allowing this? Okay, and then I say really long scene. Both resilience. That's it. <laughs> by God, by God, stop yeah. the damn movie. That that man has cats. Stop the damn movie. Wrestling reference. Let's get it in. And then as this fight scene kind of comes to an end, um, we meet Pathos, Ethos, and Logos. It's just like his henchmen. Um, but uh, there's all several. There's all, uh, one of three of several. Yeah, there's, they're all over the place. They're all played by the same actor, mm-hmm. um, who I've seen in a million things, but I can't think of his name. But uh, they lead us to uh, Scarlett Johansson making her appearance in the movie because she runs one of them over with her truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then we quickly find out that I guess they're immortal, too. No, they're not immortal. Uh, they are clones. Okay, they're, they're not immortal. They're not impervious because uh, they do die. Several of them do die throughout because as, as, as you watch it, uh, every time he shows up again, there's a different name on the shirt. To denote that it's a new version of of the clone. And, and at one point he says, "Kill, kill them," and she's like, "We're running out." We're running yeah. low, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's why I was confused though, because this guy gets r- completely run over by a truck, and then later he just has tire marks on him, and he's fine. Yeah, mm. that's an inconsistency there. I don't. <laughs> Strike one for this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's up with the the feathers in Scarlett Johansson's eyelashes? I was wondering that too. I said her eyelashes have wings. I yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was. I mean, I, I'm not up to date on, uh, you know, flapper culture. Uh, but was that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Katie, you're the expert. Come on, you gotta tell us. <laughs> expert on flapper on eyelashes. Yeah, I agree that the eyelashes were a little distracting, but it's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> I also think if we're pointing out people that, that seem dis- disinterested, um, Scarlett Johansson, I think, is the most disinterested in this movie. Uh, sorry, yeah. I like the way Katie put that. It's a choice. Like <laughs> you like like a like a nice parent who doesn't want to tell their kid everything on you clashes. Don't go to school looking like that, but don't want to hurt their feelings. So it's a, it's a choice, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> if you need to change clothes, just give me a call later. I'll drop you off a set at school, okay? <laughs> That's a scene that happened in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Scarlett Johansson to me looks like she does not give a sweet fuck throughout the entire thing. But isn't she supposed yeah. to be kind of a sociopath though? Like she's supposed to be like checked out emotionally. Sort of, but I don't. I I don't know. I just got the idea that she just didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I felt the same way. It was bizarre. Yeah, I, I mean she's fine but i also feel like like what what does she really have to do other than stand there and just like feed sam jackson lines for him to be funny back to her like she doesn't really have a whole lot to do and to be fairness that first scene where we 
meet her, it is a complete sort of waste of her talent. She doesn't, it's true, her part is not of any substance, and we all know she's fantastic as an actress, so it's bizarre. Very bizarre. It's very weird. It's like it's like if they put Meryl Streep in a movie and just gave her like the the assistant line, assistant yeah, role. She plays like waitress. <laughs> like, well, that's a waste. <laughs> or you know Carrie Ann Moss or uh, uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway and the Bye Bye Man. Yeah. The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> Um, and also a note, note here too, is when they're fighting for the, what seems like 25 minutes, if both of these guys are basically immortal, it's like, I don't care. Like it's, you know what I mean? I, like, it's like, if you, it's like, if you watch, like, this is my problem is like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they're fighting these like skeletons and they, they say before the fight, no matter how many times you hit these skeletons, they don't die. They just crawl, but they just put back together. And I'm like, why am I watching this fight then? Like <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Right. No one will win or lose. I like the idea of this fight just to kind of, to show you, you know, their powers, I guess. But I felt that it, it I would have liked it if it hadn't gone from noir to farce so quickly because at one point doesn't Sam Jackson hit him with a toilet and like and then he says toilets are funny <laughs> yeah a few times they like comment on something being funny which mm. isn't really how funny works it's like is, no. is that is like is he supposed to be like a joker-esque character Right. Frank Miller, maybe. My 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 other note on that was uh, I guess a, a kitchen sink was too on the nose <laughs> to hit him with a kitchen sink. Well, right. I mean, I mean, I'm sure Katie, you'll agree. The number one rule of comedy is to do the joke and then tell everyone that it's funny. Yeah. Right. That's that's the to how my uncles all work at like family gatherings. It's funny, <laughs> see, kid, because he couldn't get it up. That's why it's funny. <laughs> right, Uncle Marv. <laughs> so Sarah Paulson enters the film. She plays Ellen. Um, Sleep. Who, I and thought she up. looked so beautiful. She had such Grace Kelly vibes. Yeah, she was lovely. Um, I also bit on the jealous that... side, though, eh? She... Well, I mean, <laughs> this guy's a dick. <laughs> the spirit is a is a is an asshole. Let's just She's let's just say it. Yeah. And she's a catch. She's like beautiful and she's there for him and she's a doctor. It's like, what's your problem? <laughs> I mean, there's a li- literally a scene where a woman enters the room and he's just finished being all lovey dovey with her and turns around. And he's like, hey, baby, like, <laughs> what's going and, on? And then she throws a knife at the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She checks the scalpel. Yeah. After her, after her dad, uh, played by uh, Dan Laurier, uh, aka Mr. Arnold. From the Wonder Years, um, and then uh, him—he's there with his new. Isn't she like a new rookie? Oh yeah, yeah. He brings in like a rookie. Morgan Stern. Yeah. Oh. And I—I uh, I think that's this part. <laughs> uh, well, we're just about there. Yeah. He just basically the spirit just uh, uh, Sarah Paulson shows up, and we find out that she's like uh, uh, spirit's girlfriend, kind of, and. Uh, and and she's cleaning him up and everything. And then uh, spirit, the spirit tells the commissioner, you know, there's a leak in your department. There's there's some there's a double agent or whatever, which I don't think ever really gets paid off. No, not, no, not that I recall. There's a lot of like film noir talk here between him and the commissioner. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. 
Um, the voiceover, I get it because it's the film noir style, but I do think it got a little aggressive at times. It got a little too much, especially the 10 minute, uh, as you said, mumble log about the city that he likes to go into. And, uh, uh, there, there's a next. There's another brief scene uh, after this where, and this is where we find out that the henchmen are actually are killable, um, for lack of a better term, um, because he actually kills uh, uh, Pathos, uh, which Octopus is the last, does, yeah. which is the last of um, any Pathos we see in this movie. <laughs> Frank Miller must have thought he was so clever. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Octopus basically the pay, the Pathos guy is like, I gotta go to the hospital. And oh, he's like I I can't do that because I, they'll find out I'm not giving you medical insurance. <laughs> I I figured out because uh, you had mentioned that you had said they were they were impervious. These guys are clones, but they're also uh, from Octopus's experiment because, and I I know we're jumping ahead here, but we do find out that the reason why the spirit. Uh, is alive and impervious and the same as uh, the octopus is because they the you know, the octopus shot him up with this experimental drug which gave him his powers and the clones are like I guess the plan B's from all the other uh, ones and he just keeps cloning the same guy over and over again because they're they're yeah. tough but easy to control and also but like why would you choose the stupidest person to clone Oh, that too. If you're gonna like, clone, make it good. In every every one of these movies, so many movies, it's like, why do you have the dumbest henchmen working for you? Like, I know they're henchmen, but I'm sure you could find someone to work for scale that's not terrible. <laughs> like, I think it's only working against him. They're not helping. No, we do learn though that the octopus really doesn't like eggs. No, he loves too. eggs. He just doesn't like egg on his face. Oh, okay. Because there's several times that he expresses a great love of eggs in this movie. But then he talks about like how he's like, he's like four big brown eggs. Ugh. Oh, because yes, he doesn't like free range chicken eggs because their the their eggs are you know uh, often misshapen and brown, and he doesn't like that. Yeah, the yolks are so yellow. He likes nice, perfect, <laughs> uh, white store bought eggs. It's such a weird character detail. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he shoots his own henchman. Uh, and then we get a really long flashback because the spirit is like thinking about Eva Mendez when he was because when he was a kid, they almost were like sweethearts. And, and he finds the necklace in the dead guy's. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy that, that, that everybody like, thinks that, that she shot. What's that? Doesn't that like trigger the flashback or something? I don't know. Yeah, no, that you're right. He finds the necklace, and then it like he thinks about giving that to Eva Mendez when they were kids. <laughs> I'm not using any character names. Cause I don't no, know. you have to. Her name is Sans Serif. Sans Serif, like the font. Yeah. Oh, oh God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, there's all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of puns in this thing. Like uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character's name is like Silken Floss. Mm. Yeah. Uh. They say she's the most beautiful broad or something. Silken Floss is the most beautiful woman in the world. They say it like 18 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they as if, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's as if we're like, it's like I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Scarlett Johansson. Like, I know. <laughs> I think. Oh, no, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> But anyway, this, uh, this again, this flashback shows them when they were younger and um, uh, 
they're not really like sweetheart. Well, they kind of, I guess, no, they're they are. And it, yeah. I think the weirdest thing about the flashback for me was that they were all like jazzed up on on uh, uh, Greek myths. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I mean, as a kid, I, I did find them interesting, but I never was not to the point that these kids uh, are almost uh, deifying them as comic book heroes. So. I thought the kids were okay though in terms of their performance. I oh, thought... they were they were fine. It was just my, my I was questioning, you know, what n- normal kid would be, let alone two kids would be like that. Yeah, that's fair. I also found that for like a twelve year old, that top was rather revealing. But <laughs> who am I to judge? It was a different time. See, kid. Yeah, see. Um, but back to the present day. Because, well, actually, no. We should go with the the, the flashback. What happens is basically, uh, I, I think it's supposed to be the spirit's uncle that's like drunk, and uh, he basically uh, ends up accidentally shooting a cop who happens to be Eva Mendez's father. Yeah. And then she, you know, she says, "I hate cops," and she gets all mad because the spirit wants to be a cop, and she I leaves. See, I don't, I don't get that. How did he die? And why? Why was she? Why was Eva Mendez there? Like, was she just coincidentally there? I think she showed up after. She showed up afterwards. Yeah. Oh, but she was the first person on the scene, no? She was the yeah, first well, she person was... to to see her 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 poor dad be dead. She she has a she has a C, I'm assuming she has a police scanner or something. <laughs> right. That's so bizarre how that she's happened to be there, but whatever. Yeah, it, go with it. <laughs> and she's like. Spirit, you want to be a cop? I don't like that. I'm leaving. And she goes into this weird diatribe where she's like, I want all the riches and all the gold and all the... And I'm like, what are you, a villain in like a Disney movie? What just happened? It is pretty interesting because I wrote that down too. Like, she does go on and on about diamonds, money, like, that she's too good for her own life. She wants a different life. Gonna leave this town. Yeah, it is a bit much though. I was like, your values are a little off, but... (laughs) Again, this is 2020. There are no values. And that's 1948 something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. And if you need need an example of that, just uh, pay attention to the news in November of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Any month in 2020, really. Yeah, I just we're devoid of all morals. <laughs> <laughs> so the octopus has the other briefcase, and he opens it up, and apparently it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction because the glow comes out. Uh, it's all the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Glowing. What's that? The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, they all come out of the briefcase and. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, no the any... television show or the original ones? Um, both at the same time. Wow. But he opens it up and it's uh he expects it to be the blood of Heracles, which we later find out is going to make him immortal forever. But it's not the blood of Heracles. He grabbed the wrong one, or the the his henchmen grabbed the, grabbed the wrong one. Also, at some point. And I think it was Scarlett Johansson that says this. She called. She said she called somebody "you fart" and "toe cheese." Yeah, I saw. I heard that. There were some weird insults in this movie. <laughs> and I think this is also the scene where they, for some reason, start appropriating Japanese culture. Oh, right, because they make they make one of the henchmen commit seppuku, and he's like, "This really smarts." Yeah. Am I well, doing this right? I almost feel like they had like a ten-year-old ghostwriter who was like writing the jokes. <laughs> who was like, "Let's put fart in this and that." Frank Miller's kid was on the set. You yeah. know how you could spice racer, up, yeah. my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you to work with Frank Miller on this next pile of garbage, racer. 
Racer, my boy. <laughs> it does have the similar joke joke style to uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That's that's right. Uh, we get Eva back to Eva Mendez. She's uh, she's upset because some guy who gave her the tip on the briefcase because she's got the wrong she's got the briefcase that she doesn't want and Octopus has the briefcase that he doesn't want. So she's like arguing with the guy that gave her the tip off and she basically is like blackmailing him. She's got like photos of him with like another woman or something. Yeah. I thought at first, okay, so I thought at first it was really dark. I thought at first it was she had photos of the guy with with like an like a child, and I was like, whoa, movie. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> this is weird. But I, I think it was just supposed to be he was having an affair. Um, but she basically gives him a gun and is like, mm, well, you're gonna have to, you know, get the job done yourself because your life is over, and I'm gonna release all these photos. Oh it's yeah, like, did you did you notice who her uh, her fellow was? Eric Balfour. Oh. Uh, Canadian actor uh, on Haven. I also not to always comment on like wardrobe and makeup, but I really <laughs> liked her outfit. Uh, oh yes, that a good portion of the uh, of the millions and millions of dollars that we're gonna spend on this movie went were to, spent went to wardrobe for sure. Shows. I'm sorry, but they. A lot of Eva Mendes's dresses and outfits were like pretty great. Well, I mean the design, like you said, the design is not the problem. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Basically, the best part of this movie is how it, the wardrobe and how it looks. Yeah. So that guy kills himself off screen after uh, after Eva Mendes Xeroxes her own butt. Yeah. Did she do that? that? I completely missed that. Well, because I'm, she she said that um that he was gonna make a perfect ass of himself, and then she holds up the Xerox and is like a perfect ass. Um, so Eva Mendez is really into prop work, so she's like doing like a carrot top routine. Yes, I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, she leaves. Um, the uh, because yeah, he he basically she got she got given the same information that the octopus got so that's why she's upset with the guy that gave her the info uh, because the octopus was there too uh, back to the spirit and he's uh, he's getting all hot and steamy with Ellen uh, uh, Sarah Paulson mm-hmm. and then of course there's chemistry actually a little bit yeah a little, a little. I mean it wasn't amazing but it wasn't bad yeah it it didn't seem like super awkward yeah and like I'm still just gonna say that sh- the Sarah Paulson calls spirit like they're like canoodling and she calls him mr spirit which is really <laughs> weird for like a boyfriend she doesn't know who he is okay yeah. that's crazy because they were together before yeah before he like died or whatever but she was there died. when he died so she has no reason to think that it's him i guess but she has seen his whole face right yes i, I know for some reason, the raccoon eyes are, is like too much to throw her off. She's like, I don't know who this guy could be, but I'm falling in love again. We've all made the same mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting personal here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's hitting on the new cop that comes in right in front of her, uh, because he's he's a dick. Let's just face it. He's a he's a superhero, quote unquote, but he's a dick. Um. And this new cop is very like analytical. She's like talking about like, oh, this Eva Mendez like that because they still think Eva Mendez killed the uh, the cop from earlier. And she's like, she has the Electra complex, and apparently it's like they're like it's, it's like the, the female version. Yep. Yeah, and she's like, it's she just sad because her daddy died. And I'm like, that what? <laughs> 
I do. I know someone used the the the, the term uh, the hard goodbye um, for when that chap killed himself. Uh, in, in 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 an interesting tidbit because it's tidbits interesting. It's uh, that's right. Uh, the hard goodbye uh, was the name of Marv's uh, bit in Sin City. Oh yeah, that was that. That was one of the yeah. segments, wasn't it? Yep. Only Mickey Rourke had played the spirit. <laughs> oh, wow, this would have been a way different movie. That would have been so weird. Uh, so, yeah. I so, spirit that, is... I said that the rookie cop, Morgan Stern, seems a little out of it. Did anyone else feel that way? or? Like, I, I felt she was just very... Uh, you said, Brendan, she's very clinical. Like, there's, there's, no, um, there's no flirtatiousness uh, oh. really to her. She's She's like... Uh, she's very uh, down to business, but everyone kind of dismisses her as being just, uh, you know, a dunderpate rookie. Right. Yeah, I get that. A little quirky. <laughs> she did seem a little out of place in the movie, though. Yeah. Like, it didn't really fit, like, a lot of what the other characters were going for. But anyway, the commissioner tells uh, Morgan Stern to tail, to tail the spear because he goes off on this on this whole rant about how Eva Mendes couldn't have killed that guy and I'm not going to take any of your psycho babble bullshit. And so she tails him and he gets her stuck in a door. Yes. Which I'm he like takes say, his belt off and jams it under the revolving door so she can't push it forward and she's like stuck uh, in between the two openings. But she has a, she has a gun, right? Like break the glass. City property. She's a rookie. I mean, I mean, I guess. But. I feel that's a I feel that's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation for for a rookie cop. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem like a really tough situation to get out of, but well, she I mean, could go, just walk back go the, the other, other way, way, couldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a it's not a subway turnstile. It's a revolving door in a in a, a regular building, so that it, she just needs to walk back the other way and she could walk out. What did you say, Katie? I said doors are complicated. Oh. <laughs> well, the aliens and signs apparently feel the same way. Yeah. There you go. She's yeah, not alone. Her and the aliens and signs, she is in good company. Yeah. Back to Eva Mendez, she is uh, playing this high-stakes poker game, which I was... Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, like an RKO. Boom, second one in. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that one of the gamblers just happened to know Octopus. <laughs> Right. Well, she says like, cause she she wins easily, um, yeah. and then yeah, she says I'm gonna give all this money to whoever can get a message out to the octopus, and that one guy's like, yeah. But she takes the diamonds and then says she'll give the rest. Yeah, as like a payment or something. Well, we find out what she ended up doing with the with her anonymous donation, cause that's what she was with the guy who she made you know off himself. Uh, he, he had to transfer a bunch of money into this account, uh, which will come into play later. Uh, there was a part where uh, a head on a foot was just plain damn weird. Oh, my God. So this is a scene that, again, <laughs> doesn't tie into anything. Look, the hopping foot. And Scarlett Johansson's trying to tell him that the profits are down 20%, and all he can do is, like, look at this foot. By the way, profits for what? Like, what do yeah. they do? What Drugs? are they selling? Oh. Did they ever make that clear though? No. I I just figured it was I figured it was drugs. Drugs are weapons. Okay. So I you. Think, I think that they actually just have two going on. Like they don't follow through on any of it. They just keep. Maybe they just needed a little help with the script. Some proofreading, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to just to narrow that focus a little bit. <laughs> 
but yeah, they, I will admit though, I kind of laughed at this scene because it was so like I had nothing to do with anything, and I just, I just enjoyed Sam Jackson laughing at a tiny foot with a face jumping around. Oh, and I can I just say I thought this was a funny line. He said, "How can I get anything done with all this time on my hands?" Yeah, and I was, yeah, like, that was How a... can I relate to that. Twenty <laughs> twenty in a nutshell. I was like, yeah, he was. It was a prophetic thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Octopus is like, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to go get the spirit. I'm going to put this, uh, I'm, <laughs> we're going to go get the, we're going to go kidnap the spirit. Um, I'm going to get this blood of Heracles or whatever that I'm after. I'm going to become immortal. We're going to kill the spirit. All is good. Yada, yada, yada. That's their plan. Does right. it work? Find out. <laughs> <That's the finger. laughs> uh, Meanwhile, even Mendez is back at her place. In her towel. In her towel, so we can get the moment where the spirit comes in and is like, hands up, and she's like, okay. Yeah, drops the towel. We An oldie P- but a goodie. Yeah. <laughs> we get that uh, PG-13 uh, shot. Where, pretty you know, prudish for a uh, for a noir hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as she does it, he like looks away. I'm like, you still got to arrest her though, right? <laughs> you, you, she could have just like escaped that whole time. You were like, whoa. And it is funny here that they have this pretty long conversation, and she still does not recognize him at all. <laughs> nope. He's com- <laughs> he looks completely different. <laughs> and then the the funniest thing is there she's kind of shoving him around, and she shoves him right out the window. Yeah. Oh my god. Almost yeah. to his death. To the to the much to the pleasure of the caring citizenry of Central City, who he looks stupid. One of them calls look, him a wanker, and so they they get start chanting jump jump jump. Yeah, what? That's I the, thought he was like beloved. I guess I I guess not when uh, a joke is needed to be made. Did you notice that one of them says you'll believe a man can't fly? I did not little, notice that. <laughs> little Superman, little Superman reference. I bet Frank Miller was like, "Yeah, that's my joke. That's my that's my clever uh, input into the screenplay." <laughs> but he doesn't jump. He gets a phone call from Morgan Stern, and they find out some evidence about like you know, there's like salt on the bottom of uh, a henchman's shoes. So he's like, well, "Oh, we, I know where that is. The salt we, factory." We do get some some. Uh, some wacky lulls uh, when he takes off his belt to save himself so he can swing to uh, another like ledge or something. And like, of course, because he takes the belt off, which he already took the belt off and trapped Morgenstern in the uh, door with. Um, yeah. When he does that, his, his, his pants come down and we get to see his boxer shorts. <laughs> Hilarious. Again, super out of place in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he also just, I, maybe it's a situation where it's like Tommy Wiseau where he has like eight belts so he just has like a bunch of extra ones on <laughs> yeah, possibility. Also, like in the age of like in today's age of me too where you should like the hero should not be taken off his belt like as his go-to move it's just, <laughs> not, <laughs> just not appropriate yeah Batman never <laughs> takes off his belt everything he needs is in there come on that's like Rudy Giuliani and Borat. <laughs> you mean he's talking in his shirt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You guys, you guys don't take uh, five minutes to tuck in your shirt. Uh, only when I have to lay back on a bed to do it. Only, yeah, exactly. Only when I have to take my mic off. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, no, he goes back to his stupid city monologue because he he makes it out of there. And and this is the bit I was talking about where he talks about the city as if it's his mother, which when he was talking about it as his lady earlier, makes it uh, kind of upsetting and weird. (laughs) He decided to change the narrative. Oh, and weird that you would also use the same language to describe your, like, girlfriend and your mother. Yeah. That, That is disturbing. Like, he was like, this is my lady. The city needs me as its lover or whatever. And then now he's like, the city wakes me up to go to school, basically. Although, so. I, feel like, I feel like men do like women that are like their mothers. Do you think that's true? No comment. Uh, <laughs> I don't think in, 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 in my particular situation, but I have heard that before. It's definitely a valid thing that has happened. I heard that, and that women go for men like their father. So maybe it's all making more sense than we think. Oh, I don't think that was I don't think that was the case in this, in, in my situation anyways, because I am not six foot tall nor skinny, so <laughs> there's another great shot of a cat. There's a silhouette of a cat. I just wanted to note that, Katie, because you did uh, really enjoy those shots. So I'm into the cats. That's maybe one of my favorite parts. The Jellicle cats? Jellicle cats? <laughs> oh, not those cats. <laughs> the cute little white cat at the end is very special, too, but we'll get to that. Oh, that's very sad. <laughs> he's kicking everyone's ass. He's, like, blowing away a bunch of henchmen. He, he, the funny thing is he's like, I have an entire city as my weapon. Cut to a shot of him throwing a snowball at one of them. <laughs> Yeah, a snowball. And then he, like, defends himself with the sewer lid. That, I, like, wow, I, like, I did like that. Like, how do you pick up a sewer lid? <laughs> He's immortal, like, but I didn't think he had, like, super strength. Yeah, because, like, how... They, those must weigh a ton. Yeah. See, Frank Miller on set now. Yeah, like, and, 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 like, and he can, like, he can, he can pick up a sewer grate, and he can, he can use it to defend himself. Yeah, that's, that's one of his superpowers, yeah. That's why it's called a sewer grate. I wrote sewer lid. <laughs> oh no, I think it was it was a lid, wasn't it? It was it was a manhole cover, wasn't it? Oh, I don't I know. I mean, either way, Listen, not easy to pick up. It's technically also a lid. Okay. How about after this, we all go out and try to pick one up and just see if we can. <laughs> okay, we'll go Facebook Live. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone, jump on Facebook and we'll see and if this, we can. Make sure you put on your Lone Ranger mask so no one will be able to identify you at all. That combined with your with your you know regular regular mask that we all have to wear now, nobody's going to be able to identify you. Right. No X will know who you are. Even <laughs> ten feet away. <laughs> then we get a big huge exposition dump here where ellen uh sarah paulson is talking to the commissioner who i guess is her father which it took yes. me a while to realize that yeah she, did it call she called her daddy if called him daddy a few times at the first there this yeah. movie's weird i didn't know what she meant oh well fair play <laughs> <laughs> But she she talks about um he you know that you're married to your job and you know a movie's really good when they have to include the line you're married to your job to let us know that the person is married to their job, um, <laughs> but she says like yeah you're married to your job and so was um and so was the spirit and he's saying like you know oh you, it was it was great when you had Denny Denny was a good guy and of course we that Denny is the spirit yes. Yeah. Can did we miss the part where Scarlett Johansson seduces and tranquilizes him? Uh, I think this is right here. Yes, yeah, so that's coming up next because <laughs> wait, <laughs> uh, Sarah Paulson utters the fantastic line, um, 
I lost my Boy Scout when she's talking about Denny. And my MST3K on that was, and it was the last one. Uh, Coming soon! <laughs> Probably. Love that movie. And Katie, you mentioned Scarlett Johansson seduces him, but I mean, she just walks up to him and kisses him. <laughs> yeah, but if Scarlett Johansson walked up to you and kissed you, you'd probably be pretty struck as well. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I just think it was, uh, it was funny how like simple it was. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like, super like, yeah, you know what? You think you'd have a better game plan than like, okay, hey, I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna plant one on him. Yeah. He's gonna go for it. I wonder. I wonder if there's anything to that Scarlett Johansson not being into this movie at all. If there was like a bigger thing planned, and she was like, "No, I don't want to do it." Yeah, maybe she was just not. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Not saying she's difficult. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. But uh, you know, maybe she just wasn't having a good time. Yeah. That's fair. It didn't look like tons of fun, but it might have been. Sometimes you don't know when you're making, shooting something, you think it's going to be really good and then it's shit. And sometimes you think on set it's shit and then it turns out to be good. I'm sure John Travolta, when he was making Battlefield, Battlefield Earth, was like, this is it. This <laughs> is my it. Oscar. Nailing <laughs> it. Yep. Okay, where are we here? Oh, yeah. So at this point, the spirit has been has been taken. He's tied up. And he has this weird moment. Now, I know there's been narration, but he looks right into the camera and breaks the fourth wall. Yes, that thank way. you. That was so weird to me. After he says, what smells like dental? Yeah. Oh. Which he just, weird he just starts talking also, right into the lens. Also, the swastika becomes a thing. Was that a thing before this? Because I was like, whoa. Nope. nope. Okay, it just came out of left field, and I was like, what the F? <laughs> I, 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 I don't even, I can't, I got, don't got words. Yeah, so for some reason, the octopus comes out, he's in a full, like, German soldier, like, German uniform out of World War II. Scarlett Johansson's like the two, there's a big swastika in the background. Um, they're like, you know, goose, goose stepping or whatever. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are, why are they dressed like Nazis? Like, and it's at that point where I was like, what year does this take place? But that it can't, even if we are like, what year does this take place? It, it can't be that year because there's laptops and cell phones. Right. That's what I mean. I, I, but I like, I don't understand why he suddenly went with the Nazi imagery. It's so strange. Yeah, like either introduce that and have it as a theme or like not. But just to, by the way, you know. Also, also I'm just saying, <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Samuel L. Jackson to be a Nazi. Yeah, he's like a. What? He's like a what? I said he's a swamp guy. Swamp guy. <laughs> swamp guy. <laughs> now I want him to be in his own version of a uh, swamp thing called Swamp Guy. Do not bring your heel here. <laughs> okay, I guess it's confusing because when we first meet Samuel L. Jackson in this movie, he's in a swamp. And, like, in that context, Octopus Man makes sense. But then the next time we see him, he's, like, in a lab. And now we see him, he's in, like, full Nazi regalia or whatever you want to call it. And I don't know. It's just very confusing. There's just all these different contexts, and I don't know who or what he is. I, I, yeah. He is a former, uh, if I remember correctly, in the movie, he is a former uh, coroner. Yeah. Medical he examiner. Said I was your coroner. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it. It's literally just something. It just feels like something Frank Miller was like. And in this scene, you're wearing Nazi uniforms. Why are we doing that? I don't know. 
I would love to I would love to know if when that when if that was indeed the conversation, uh Sam Jackson says like the fuck I am. Yeah, the funny thing about it is like you just never know in the next scene like where they're gonna go with it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you could be anywhere at any time. That's true. And I think that kind of kept me as as dumb as this movie is, I think that kind of kept me from like being bored by it is that I was just like, what are they gonna do now? Like yeah. what? <laughs> So this this scene goes on forever because they go on about like, oh, we're going to kill you and uh, I'm going to drink the blood of Heracles because they, they find out that they're going to meet up with Eva Mendez to do a switch off with the boxes. Um, and then and then the they test out this liquid on a poor little fluffy white cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like rule number one. Do not hurt animals. It's too disturbing. I, I also I also have a hard time with this, but luckily in this movie it was done it was so like ridiculous and silly, but because he says like you know when you get this uh, when you get this liquid you have to mix it exactly at the right temperature and the right uh, whatever and or disastrous things can happen and it literally melts a cat. Yes. And that, but I do like how the spirit as soon as that happens looks up at him and he's like basically swearing like bloody vengeance. I'm like For okay cat, I can yeah. relate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, if you if someone hurts an animal, I do want to kill them. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. I, I did it. The weird thing I, uh, about this whole exchange, other than the, the the cat melting, is the whole time that Sam Jackson is going off on his tirade, Scarlett Johansson is just staring blank faced into our souls. That's what I mean. She gets nothing to do. But She's, it's. It's not even like uh, it's not even a disinterested stare. Like it's like she is she knows exactly what she's doing, and it's it made me uncomfortable at some points. <laughs> but but I but I just mean like I get that, but also like it really isn't anything though. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 making her make you feel uncomfortable. But like you have Scarlett Johansson, you just have her standing there while Sam Jackson does his monologue. Like I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. It's a complete waste of her talent. Um, I'm offended by it, frankly. It's just so phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. You see, well, and I mean, even like, even like, um, you know, when she's in the Marvel movies, she gets more stuff to do in those. Yep. All right. So where, where are we going here? <laughs> so the spirit. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, he says like, oh, the spirit. You were once this guy named Denny. Obviously, all well, the spirit knows that. He's like, you remember when you died? Well, I put my experimental injection into you and uh, made you immortal. Crazy. I wanted to test it out. <laughs> and then I gave it to myself. And now we're both immortal. We're like brothers. It's like, yeah, okay. way to treat your brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never injected an, an immortal uh, DNA strand into your brother? Just that one Not time. Yet. You're going to let me live that down. Never going to let me live that down. <laughs> you're like i'm only gonna do it when you're 80 <laughs> we find out that they're highlanders and there can be only one uh, yeah. as far as the immortal thing goes because he doesn't want the spirit this is he basically he he soliloquies uh the entire plan to the spirit yeah and then he yeah. gets this dancer to come in and he says oh, yeah cut, cut him up plastera Paris. yeah that was random 
and that it, again led to nothing because the spirit, I guess, in his in his way of wooing every single woman in this movie, gets her to to spare him and help him escape. And then as soon as they get out, she stabs him through the chest. But did he know her before, or do you think it's just a random? Yes, just- yes, he did because he actually uh, that little exchange they have in French that that they don't subtitle in the movie. Uh, he said, he basically says, um, you remember me? Um, and, uh, I, that, and she's like, oh, it was you. It was you. So she remembers that when they met, maybe when he was Denny, but because he tells her that, uh, about this time that they had, I can't remember what the city was, but she remembers who he was, who he was or who he is. And that's why she helps him out. That's really nice because I feel like none of my exes would help me in that situation, but. (laughs) (laughs) And okay, so this whole, I'm just speculating because I do not have a ton of knowledge of the spirit comics, uh, but, and I understand when people, when directors, uh, when they're making a movie adaptation of a comic, want to do some fan service and put in some things uh to like the make the fans go oh yeah that's that's from the from the comics problem is this comic book is from the 30s you're not doing spider-man okay it's not the avengers you know you can't just you know throw in like a a line like the juggernaut uh in that the the last terrible x-men movie um and and people expect people to go oh yeah that's that's from the meme or that's from the comic. If you're gonna do that, no one knows who Plaster of Paris is. So putting her in like this is, like you said, it's it's out of nowhere, like an RKO, and it makes no sense. We don't know who she is, and it leads to nowhere except for her breaking him uh, out of the clutches of the octopus. And then stabbing him through the chest. Yes. <laughs> and walking away, and then we never see her again. And I was like, you know, French love is weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different custom. Tom yeah. Bold, what can you say? <laughs> uh, octopus gets uh, a thumping by the the giant Nazi logo uh, as it falls on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but they man- uh, but yeah, he man- spirit manages to escape. Um, he uh, okay, hold on at a second here. At this point in the movie, I made a piece of toast, and so I <laughs> I missed all this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't the dancer uh, stabbing him? Yeah, I oh. I think I missed that. I, I made toast and I sliced some cheese and that must have been that point. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you missed the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he gets out of there um, and then he kind of just falls into the water because he's been, you know, stabbed to the chest and we think he's going to accept his fate because then death comes up and it's like, give me your spirit powers and you will die. And again, don't know what any of this stuff means or why it's there, but it's there. Um, and he seemingly gives up and then he thinks about all the ladies in his life and it's almost <laughs> hilarious shot. They're all lined up like like the poster of like Ocean's 8 like they're all just like in a row and he's like all the ladies in my life I can't die I've got I've got loving to do and he like life is a buffet for me why would I die yeah, I've got a veritable choice I got a choice of the anyone I want and uh you live in the age of tinder you can't die now <laughs> 
But he breaks that. That would have been great if that was the line. It would be made me even more confused about the timeline we're we're looking at here. Um, he makes his way out, and then you know, of course, later we find out he's in the hospital, and he quickly is running out of there, and he's like, "Get me a tie, a red one, and it better be red." Yeah. 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 Why? Why does it have to be red? I guess it's his aesthetic, but I think if you're in a hurry to like you know, save people or stop a bad guy. Just give me any old tie. Like if, it, or, if you know what? Red just, tie. just forego the formal wear. Yeah. I mean, really. If, if, if specifically getting a tie or a red tie is going to take a few minutes, just give me a shirt. I'm good with a shirt and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Eva, Eva Mendez meets uh scar Joe at the old switch off. They got the boxes and they're going to, they're going to trade off. And, and then all of a sudden we have this weird thing introduced where Eva Mendez is like, why are you with the octopus? He's just going to kill you when he's done with you. And so we're supposed to believe that she might like turn or become like good or something. But I'm also like, we just saw her in full Nazi garb. <laughs> like, yeah. Why would we want her on our side? Like, why would we want this turn? And then that's, and this is when, that's when she explains that it, it she's pretty much well doing this for college credit. <laughs> yeah, she says. ScarJo says, "Like I'm doing this to to earn my PhD." What and what is your PhD in? <laughs> Laboratory research. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't believe a PhD that you can have. I mean, if, if there's a specific science that you're studying, then yes, you you can do well at you know laboratory research in that specific scientific also, field. Yeah, it's like, what's your thesis? <laughs> like. How to kill people? Uh, only fluffy cats. <laughs> are you? What school is okay with it? <laughs> it I'm assuming uh, the octopus runs the school. Right. He's just giving out PhDs. Yeah, I'm assuming so he's, he's also a professor. <laughs> is uh, it a is it a is it a fully accredited academic institution, or is it more like the Devry Institute? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Purdue University. I don't yeah. know, maybe that's a real school. I don't know anything about it. It's it's essentially got the uh, the the pedigree that uh, Trump University has. Right. <laughs> there you go. It's gonna be shut down any day now, guys. Yeah, they want their money back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is kind of so as they're doing this, um. Uh, one of the henchmen ends up shooting like the guy with Eva Mendez and that's helping her or whatever. And, uh, and we, tur- we find out it's kind of a trap cause the octopus comes out of the back of the truck, but Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson still drives off. Like Eva Mendez still can convinces her to drive away. <laughs> and then the spirit shows up and, uh, the octopus shoots him like 8 million times with like a bunch of different guns, which I'm Did also you- like, why Did you notice you... the? I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you notice the uh, the delivery truck, uh, the name on the delivery truck? It was a fun little bit of comic fan service for legitimate comic fans. It was Ditko Delivery Service, like Steve Ditko. Oh, okay. Spider-Man yeah. guy. Yeah, Marvel guy. Yeah. But um, what I don't understand is if he knows that they're both immortal, why is he just shooting him with guns? Well, it does <laughs> like, slow him down. Well, yes. to chop them up into a bunch of pieces, right? Which they actually, yeah. they, do, they, isn't, is that where this plan is devised? No, or, that was earlier. That was they before. Said... So maybe that's why he's, he's hoping if he shoots him with enough guns, the, he'll be, you know, the parts will be so far flung that he won't be able to reconstitute. And then the only reference to, to the name of him being called the octopus is in this scene because he's like, I've got eight of everything. And he just keeps pulling guns out. <laughs> and then though, when he dies, it, the poop of smoke looks like an octopus. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. 
Two things. He's <laughs> called the octopus, and there's two things in this movie that relate to it. Well, I mean, and let's not forget his uh, his his super fashionable eye tattoos. <laughs> and they're an hour and like a half into the movie when they yeah. show up. You gotta pull it all together at some point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit, we haven't uh, came up with a reason why he's the octopus. Hey, hey Sam, just say this line. No work. Don't worry about it. Uh, they always so thought yeah, the yeah. idea that he was the octopus is that he had, you know, te- fart- tentacles in everything. <laughs> what? Oh, well, because he, yeah, he has, he's, uh, you know, got, you know, got a, got his far-reaching tentacles into everything, like hentai. It would have made sense if he was. Uh, oh God! <laughs> it would have made sense if he was like living in the swamp like earlier, because it looked like he had like that uh, like stuff on his face, like the like ink. That that like, ink is like that's like his his octopus tattoos. Yeah, yeah, but like when he had like his face was full of that though, it looked like he could. It, it, it I don't know. That kind of looked cool. Oh. <laughs> that also looked like a cold scene to film. Yeah, well, uh, again, maybe New Mexico, right? Maybe it was okay. Right. All, all After Effects. Right. <laughs> I feel better now. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad we could rest, uh, give you some, uh, some relief. A... But anyway, we get this, so we get this big shootout. Uh, Morgan Stern shows up and actually blows Octopus's arm off uh, and then shoots him in the head a bunch, but he's still alive. Oh, and it, she has like a Wi-Fi connected scope, apparently, too. <laughs> yeah, she has a ridiculous gun. Yeah. Um, but Octopus does get his hands on the blood of Heracles, and just as he's about to drink it, Eva shoots it, and it breaks and goes everywhere. And we um, do we do find out what was in that other uh, that other suitcase. It's the Golden Fleece. Yeah. Oh which, yeah. Yeah, which Eva puts on. Uh, the spirit <laughs> jams a grenade in like the octopus is like coat pocket or something. And we think it's going to be like, Oh, they're both going to die. But Eva, Eva Mendez swoops in and covers him with her golden fleece and they survive. And the octopus blows up. And like Katie said, apparently uh, the smoke looks like an octopus, which I definitely didn't catch. Yeah. Actually, like I all didn't, the tendrils I going either. everywhere. I didn't get it either, but my boyfriend was here and he pointed it out. I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> writing it down as me <laughs> exactly i'll take anyone's ideas and pretend they're mine you're gonna go far <laughs> in this business kid far i'll tell you <laughs> uh so then he just starts making out with eva mendez right in front of sarah paulson's character yeah, that's not appropriate no, and then and then he goes over to her. The most insulting thing about this whole thing is he goes over to her after, and he's like, "Oh no, that was just an old flame. I love you." And you think she's gonna be mad, but then right at the end, she gives like a wry smile, like everything's gonna be okay. And I'm like, "No, no fuck I'm so that." Good. Somebody I was dating kissed another woman. That's it. Like just like f you. This is over. Take a hike. Whatever. Especially, especially the way they do it. It's not just like yeah. a. Pack. No, it's inappropriate. It's not, this is not really a, like, it's not a good message to young girls. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think most women portrayed in 1930s comics are a good message to young girls. <laughs> yeah, for all the young women listening, do not take this movie at face value. <laughs> I don't think, uh, I'm just going to, even more controversial take here. I don't think Frank Miller is very good at writing female roles. Based yeah, on this movie. Or the yeah. other movies that or he's Sin done. Or City, honestly. Or there's, his comic books. There's definitely yeah. 
room for improvement here for him. <laughs> room for I love how like like polite that criticism is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? C minus room for improvement. <laughs> so yeah, and I guess they're gonna stay together because he I don't know he's an asshole. Anyway, we uh, then Scarjo is still around. She gets out of her truck and she picks up Octopus's finger that's been blown off and it's just like crawling around. She puts it in her jacket and she says, "You know what? We're gonna start from scratch." Yeah. <laughs> Which means nothing because there was no sequel. But you never know. They could pick it up at some point. Maybe maybe it'd be a TV show. Yeah. I mean, what else are we doing, right? Might as well watch the Spirit TV show. <laughs> yeah. I got all I got all kinds of fun trivia, um, and uh, there's there's something about that in there too. Oh, okay. Well, I just want to get to the last part then. Um, he says, uh, "She is my city, and I am her spirit." Da da da. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he says it exactly that was actually just a recording i was like uh i was vo- i was moving my mouth to the recording um nathan what were you gonna say about the trivia well there's a couple of things that i found when i was when i was going through uh on this and one of them was that apparently uh in the early 70s uh william friedkin uh bought the film rights to the spirit and asked uh, will eisner to write a screenplay he declined but recommended harlan ellison to write the script. And in 76, it was announced that Friedkin's spirit film would be a television movie to air on NBC, but plans for the film dissolved when um, Friedkin and Ellison had an unrelated argument. <laughs> also, Ebony White, uh, the spirit's sidekick from the comics, was omitted largely because he was typically portrayed as a 1930s racial stereotype. Ooh. Writer and director Frank Miller disliked the idea of the spirit having a sidekick, so the character was completely removed rather than updated. Well, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wait, so William Friedkin, so this was going to be his follow-up to The Exorcist? I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> 76. The director so. <laughs> of The Exorcist. Yeah, that would have been like three years later after that movie. That's wild. Well, um, the uh, just uh, because it did come up in our discussion, the underwater scenes uh, were all shot dry for wet, uh, which greatly relieved Eva Mendez, who doesn't know how to swim. Oh, oh, that's mm-hmm. good. See, this is putting my mind at ease. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to call the union after this recording, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing Sag- was shot on, shot on green screen in 50 days. Oh, yeah. I don't imagine movies like this are fun to shoot because no. like it's so there's so much like like CGI and like fake backgrounds and stuff. It's just like I mean, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a Marvel movie, but I feel like those are at least more fun because the actors seem to be enjoying their time and they have chemistry with each other. Whereas in this, people are just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Although I do have to say for a movie that was completely CGI, the whoever did the CGI did a pretty good job. Yeah, it doesn't look awful, that's for sure. Well, because everything's, like, really dark, so it's easier to hide that sort of stuff. Right. But, I mean, it is a similar look to Sin City. I would say Sin City is more polished, but it's not, it doesn't look a whole lot worse than it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's the spirit. So, Katie, would you say that this is a film that people should watch? I, you know what, it, it just depends what you're into, if you are somebody who really enjoys comic book films and likes to see when things go 
not so well, then I think this might be the film for you. <laughs> but I don't, it wasn't my cup of tea. Honestly, it is not, well, I mean, we've gone over all this, but it's not very well. It didn't come together. It just didn't come together in the end. Ultimately. Too much, too much trying to happen at the same time. I think so. I think that it could have been great, but they just needed a little bit more time. Yeah. Some focus would have helped. <laughs> uh, Nathan, you, you slam dunk recommend? Oh man, not at all. Uh, there's there are way better disaster piece movies than this uh, to watch. Um, I, I get what they're trying to do, but um, other than the aesthetic and uh, 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 Dan Loria's character uh, doing everything that he can, um, this this movie's not very good at all. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench into this, guys, because while I don't think this movie was good at all, um, I would kind of recommend it as a bad movie watching experience, because like we kind of said earlier, you don't really know <laughs> where any scenes are going, especially <laughs> like that whole Nazi bit. Like, I don't know what that was. Um, and Sam Jackson is just entertaining to watch. And he's in a lot of the movie. Um, there are parts that, of course, are blah, but. I was kind of entertained by it, despite how terrible it actually was. So, slight recommendation in a in a watch with a group, maybe, and drink. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That would be my recommendation. But uh, anyway, we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. What were they thinking? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What Were They Thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. Uh, now it's, uh, it's time to get poetic. It's time for a low haiku. Yes, yes, the the low haiku and the ultra-cultured part of our podcast where we take 17 perfect syllables uh, to describe the train wreck we've just been discussing. And uh, Katie, as our guest, would you like to read your low haiku first? A confusing film that is seemingly stylish, a world deficient. Thank you. Thank you. Very good, very good. Very good. All right, I'll uh, I'll do my haiku now. <clears throat> Sam Jackson, 
Oscar, for your consideration, here is the spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Dear God, Frank Miller, you sure can write comic books. Direct movies, though? Thank you. Very good. And now we're going to pop, 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 pop. Out. We're out. We're out. We're out. We're out. Well, the pledge Um, drive is over. (laughs) Nathan. We talk about this movie, but what do we always say? Well, you know, I believe we always say... Don't take a word for us! All right, well, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Nathan, what uh, what are the critics saying? Uh, I believe they're 14%. Oh, 14% positive, okay. And the audience much like it a ton more. Uh, just check. Yeah, 25. 25% from the well, audience. A quarter of the audience was like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll go through some of these uh, critics' reviews here. The first one is uh, I've got here is from Rob Gonzalez of eFilmCritic.com. I, I picked a few, a few positive ones, I'm just going to say, because they were few and far between. I guess a movie this brassy, sumptuous, and unafraid of what the hell effects gags and visuals isn't enough for a lot of people. I don't really know why. Okay. Well, uh, late great Ken Hankey, uh, from the mountain express in Nashville, North Carolina writes, he gave it a positive review, by the way. Uh, he writes, it makes sport of both comic books and hard boiled detective fiction. Yet it does so by utilizing and adhering the conventions of each 3.5 out of five. Oh, seven out of ten. Not bad. <laughs> okay, here's one by Tom Charity from The Times UK. Miller shoots it in the inky graphic style of Sin City, but he clearly hasn't a clue how to stage a scene or shoot it, and he singly fails to animate his actors. <laughs> Fair <laughs> criticism at the end there, for sure. <laughs> one out of five. Oof. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, this is from Brian Orndorff of brianorndorff.com. Uh, he says, a blissfully coked out of its mind to spit take on Eisner and the modern world of superhero cinema. The spirit is a wet bag of hot breath. That's a visual there for you. Interesting. <laughs> well, I've got, this one is from Sam Adams, the beer, of course. Okay. Yep. Blood, blood, uh, plug, plug. From- <laughs> Los Angeles Times. Uh, you need a lot of me to enjoy this. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> he writes, Denny Colt might have come back from the dead, but the spirit stays cold on the slab. Boom. Wow. Here's one from Nikki Bond from World Credits. The spirit is the definition of style over substance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see here. I'll read this last one because I think this one's kind of odd, actually. As a babe delivery system, the spirit is a rousing success. In every other sense, it's a pronounced failure. Nathan Rabin of the AV Club. thought it was Dennis. As a babe delivery system there. (laughs) Yeah, babe delivery system. (laughs) It's uncomfortable wording. Yeah, I don't like that at all. 
I got a quick one here from Prairie Miller of Newsblaze, and uh, she writes, In this erotic sleuthing laced with backward, backward babes, Sarah does, I'm guessing she's praising Sarah Paulson in this because it does seem like that she's kind of heavy in this. Uh, laced with backward babes, Sarah does female do- uh, doormat duty and Eva kicks butt when not bearing it. While Scarlett's uh, shrewdy hangs with homicidal fatty clones like an underworld Madonna bossing an obedient crew of paunchy boy toys. Jeez. <laughs> that, that's a fresh uh, oh, oh wow! One too. So I guess in the full review is had I guess more glowing things to say. <laughs> All right, Katie, give us one more critics review here. Okay. Uh, Frank Miller. Oh, this is Allie Gray from the show. I thought, I thought you were gonna say that it was written by Frank Miller. Frank Miller will undoubtedly make a movie worth watching one day, but it isn't the spirit. <laughs> I was really hoping it was going to be okay. Okay, from Frank Miller at DC <laughs> Comics. <laughs> Imagine. All right. Well, those are the critics. Um, let's get into the real geniuses here, though. Let's get into the audience reviews. These are always the cream of the crop. First one up is here is from Jack O, which I'm going to assume it's actually Jackie O. I so figured that's that's I, what it was. I yeah. think it's JFK's. Uh, yeah. I think it's the former first lady. Um, the movie is totally awesome. Hilarious, sexy, and fun. A solid cult classic that people will be talking about long after everyone has long forgotten trash like Avatar and these boring Batman movies. It seriously has Big Lebowski staying power. High time for a a sequel. There is plenty of great source material. The Spirit in Space? Five stars. (laughs) Yeah, people, I'm looking here. They really liked it. Some. (laughs) The great image, some guy named Steve said, the great images and odd sense of humor were a treat in my book. (laughs) Well, uh, Eric D. did not uh, feel very well about this. Uh, He wrote, you would think with a cast like this, the movie would be good. But instead, the dialogue is so bad, you want to give Batman 66 series an Academy Award compared to this dull and campy campy mess. One out of stars. (laughs) <laughs> this is a quick one. Boris M uh, says simply has almost everything a superhero movie should. Four stars. <laughs> almost everything. This was in a couple things. This is hilarious. Brian L. The best part about this movie is where it was over. Oh, where when it was over? <laughs> yeah, they wrote where they wrote where it was over, but where it was over. <laughs> It was over, but whatever. <laughs> we we've had some pretty drastic, uh, atrocious uh, spelling and grammar with these folks. That's why they're super super entertaining. I guess they're not. This is why they're not in the critics section. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Michael R. I only assume it's Michael R. Richards. Oh. Um, uh, I'm just gonna get to the part that's not full of you know slurs and whatnot. Uh, cheese balls. Who wrote this? One and a half out of stars. Cheese balls. Cheese balls. <laughs> That's going to be my new like frustration. I'm going to be like, Nevada, get the vote in. Cheese balls. Ah, cheese balls. Ridiculous. <laughs> Philip D. says, full of 
moving and layered symbolism, the spirit is such a stark departure from the mass-produced Disney superhero. Featuring a film style that is perhaps too bold for this time period, the movie is unique, moving, and powerful. Although not for everyone, this movie could well be the future of cinema. Intellectual moviegoers of all ages will want to experience this masterpiece for what it is. Four stars. <laughs> here's, here's one from Adrian M. One star. Another pretty yet hard to watch movie that I couldn't make it all the way through. And actually, the first time I watched this movie, I also fell asleep. But then I watched it a second time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for making you watch this. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, Chris S. Uh, so I'm assuming it's Chris Sarandon. Yep. Uh, and Prince Humbert Inc. writes, uh, the one film that could not be saved by Samuel L. Jackson's mere presence. One and a half out of stars. Mm. I don't know. I thought he was pretty great. <laughs> Did he save right, the I'm... movie though? <laughs> no. Okay. I've got one more here, and it's from Do You Even JC? Um, that's what it says. <laughs> All right. All right. It's all capital letters, but I don't want to do this for the whole thing. My cats. Look at my cats. They're precious. My city. Look at my city. She's marvelous. My acting. Look at my acting. It's atrocious. The dialogue. Oh, great dialogue. How could you betray me? There were better lines in the room, battleship and sin city. Nothing but over the top banter that made little sense. Oh, and the tension was gone. What little suspense. Beautifully ugly. The effects were so beautifully ugly. I'm scared that this abomination was made. Someone please comfort me for I was fooled by some gimmick look. They always say, don't look at the cover to judge a book. Too silly to be badass, but too silly to be fun as well. It pained me to lose my money. Dot, 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 dot. Oh, well. Frank Miller, I have many things to say about you. All your films suck. 300 is included, too. My cats. Look at my cats. They're precious. My city. Look at my city. She's marvelous. My acting. Look at my acting. It's atrocious. Half a star. Jeez. <laughs> no, that was all capital letters, by the way. Wow, they're upset. <laughs> Thank you for not yelling it. Yeah. I was going to stand at the back of the room, but... Turned on the TV this morning, and this, unfortunately, was on. What a piece of unwatchable garbage. That was <laughs> that was from Randall F., and he gave it a half star. <laughs> this is my last one, and it's from MC. Um, I'm assuming it's MC Cat Hammer. Cat. Oh. Oh, it could be Scat Cat. Yeah, it, but it doesn't say anything about opposites attracting, though. Oh. Uh, so, uh, well, 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 we can discuss this off air. Um... It's all style, but that style is awesome. 56 out of 100. Three out of stars. What? Awesome <laughs> doesn't... Okay, so... There's an audience for everything. <laughs> that, that rating doesn't match up at all. Six out of 100. I don't and get it's that. Awesome. It's awesome, so I'm giving it an average rating of three stars. <laughs> What are you going to do? Those are the audience reviews. Um, all right. So, uh, Nathan, is uh, Montrose Monkington there to say a few words before we uh, shove off? He certainly is. Give me a second here. Okay. Hello. It's your good friend Montrose Monkington Third here. And I must say it is, it is delightful to meet new people. Hello, Katie. Hi. How are you? You're not the only person who is nonplussed by seeing a, a talking chimp here in Canada. But uh, I am doing quite well. 
Um, I hope you you are doing well in this this these trying times. Uh, uh, we're all uh, quarantining and and isolating and having quarantinis. That's when you drink alone at home and mostly martinis. Uh, I am Montrose Munkington the Third Esquire from Bananashire upon Hampton in the great country of England. And I would like to invite the listeners of What Were They Thinking to my YouTube channel, Montrose Munkington TV, uh, where I will talk about the graps and a few other things every once in a while. Uh, graps being the wrestling, of course. Um, you, If you like what you see there, you can go to Facebook and become friends with me at the group Montrose Munkington Third Esquire and Friends. And also, uh, if you just want to send me a, a quick missive, uh, you can send it to at Montrose the third, that's the number three R D on your Twitter devices. Uh, I will get back to you, uh, but again, uh, no opposable thumbs, so it may take some time. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. I have to take that call. Excuse okay. me. Hey, so Katie, once again, thanks. Thanks again for being here. First time. Uh, next time we'll we'll plan a little bit in advance and uh, get something we uh, get something more your more your jam. All right, this was great. Thanks so much for having me. It was so nice. Cannibal Ferox. Chat with you guys. Hey, then we should give a hint though as to uh, what's coming up next week, and oh, it's shit. another it's another Patreon pick. So, so one of our isoploitation movies. Isoploitation. Yeah. Oh wow! Did Val Kilmer eat Val Kilmer? And there you go. That's what's coming up. That's what's coming up next week. Uh, and you can also you can find us all over the place. You can find us on uh, any podcast app that you uh, happen to be using. We're at ageofradio.org. Ageofradio.org/slash. What were they thinking? Big time. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter at wwtt podcast and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for what were they thinking? I don't know why I turned into Montrose there for a second. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Find us on Facebook. Um, and of course, you know, patreon.com slash WWTT podcast, uh, T public, Redbubble, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, um, so Nathan, yes, um, <laughs> I think I had some questions to, uh, you do, you this, don't uh, say that's, yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, well, I mean like, in a movie mm-hmm. in which uh, Frank Miller is clearly uh, trying to create, recreate uh, Sin City. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, in a movie in which Samuel L. Jackson uh, picked up the script, looked at it and said, okay, this is cool. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Okay. Yep. That's fair. In, in a movie in which I don't think any female character is written with more than one dimension. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in, in a movie in which several actors look like they're just gonna walk off at any given moment. Okay. Yeah. I. I just. I gotta know. What's that, kid? Oh, what I think, kid.